Why does it still stand? Well, it's in your town, Doc. <laughs> I mean, you guys kind of have sort of, you know, some say in it, don't you? <laughs> Traveling to another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost uh. up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. Bordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW The Twilight Zone Review. I caught Frank off guard again while he's snacking on something. What do you got over there? Beef jerky? Cowtail. Cowtail. It's basically a chocolate yep. beef jerky. Well, it's just all sugar, really. Yeah, it's just... Ugh. Those things are good, but I, I can't eat that. Like, they have those long... Do you have the long one? Yes. Anything wrong? Oh, God. What? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> what? I was like, am I going crazy? I thought I... <laughs> you... No, I just started playing the clip just to mess with you. It's payback. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, did you get that long ass one that's like a, I don't know, like a foot and a half, two feet long, or did you get one of those little smaller ones? Um, oh yeah, you got the. It looks like the big one. And I stole like five of them. I put them in my pocket, and I forgot I had them in my pocket until I got to the car. So you, I went. Oh, so well. you ripped off Wawa. How dare you? Well, they ripped me off every time I buy anything. So sounds fair. I figure. I like those little ones. Those basically the size of like a Werther's original. Or like a t- little small Tootsie Rolls. How come Tootsie Rolls come in like eight different fucking sizes? And there's, there's no standard Tootsie Roll. It's like you get that little tiny baby one. You got the long skinny one. You got that little chunky one. You got the double chunky one. And you got that long ass rope one. It's just, it's just whatever. I think because in the end it's a Tootsie Roll. And what can you really do with it? I mean, whoever said I love myself a good Tootsie Roll? No. Uh, in fact, Tootsie Rolls, you can have one, and you're like, oh, I'm good for three, three or four years. Uh, what I yeah. love is those little vanilla ones, those little small ones, little logs. Uh, just, just the vanilla ones are amazing. <laughs> and if, you, if you set out a bowl of them, those little flavored ones, all the fruits, the, the vanilla ones just magically disappear. It's, and you're just right. left with the fucking orange. Nobody, right, nobody right. likes orange candy. Stop making it. Yeah, I mean... I've never eaten a piece of orange candy, and I went, like, that's great. That's good stuff right there. No, I, mean, I rarely eat an orange, and I'm like, that was really good. That really hit the spot. I'm mostly like, eh, that'll do. <laughs> like, I, I like oranges. Eh, they're fine. I don't, I don't need to eat Oranges one. are a big pain in the ass, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not worth the effort. You don't know if they have seeds or not. You got to peel the fuckers. Um, if they have seeds, it's like, man, that was way too much work just to have to spit out shit. Uh, and then, yeah. Uh, Every, like, eight years, I'll go on an orange binge, though, and I'll eat oranges for, like, four days. And I just get a bag of them, and it's like, oh. And then I'm like, I don't need another orange. I'm good. I'm and a I'm a big fan of the clementine. Those are much better. It's much easier to handle. Oh, yeah. Or even the, the, the cuties. The those little cutie ones. Mm, they're so cute. They are. They're so much so they, they need their own name. Anyway, I'm Phoenix West. I am Frank Clementine Links. Oh, I like that. That's a good nickname. So I. We should go with that. No, <laughs> it's much better than Frank Cowtail Links. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I like Clementine more. It sounds cuter. I, I, I am adorable. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I figured we start off just fucking around because this episode's going to be a little different than normal because we're not going to sit here and make fun of it. 
for 40 minutes. It's just going to be no. clips and talking about how, you know, the importance of it and blah, blah, blah. So let's. It's history. It's, 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 it's very uh, deep. It, I, I have plenty of clips. So buckle yourselves in because you know how good at clips I am. Indeed. So maybe we'll hear one from this episode. Maybe we won't. Who knows? So strap in, in strap on, and uh, get ready for Frank here. He's going to play the intro to the episode. Yes, I am. Or no, actually, um, before the intro, we have our main character, uh, originally from, uh, you know, uh, that the episode that Phoenix can't say, the Rip Man Winkle Caper. I was I was going to pass it over to you for that when we talked about this guy. So I'm glad he took over because that was uh, haunting me. Oscar Beregi. You can you can have it. <laughs> I can give it to you. <laughs> I underestimate you, Mr. The Close. <clears throat> so anyway, he is uh, now a uh, yeah. He's a he's a piece of work. Yeah, this guy he played a great great role. I gotta tell you. Yeah, everybody did. This episode's awesome. Yeah, there's there's a, there's really no bad. I mean, uh, unless. The subject matter in itself uh, y- y- it makes you squeamish or whatever. Um, that's fine. It should. However, it, you know, that that being what it is should not deter you or detract anything of the quality of this episode. So, Indeed. without further ado, dun, dun, dun. will Frank get the clip right? Find out well, now. Uh, let's see if I got the level right first. So, uh. Just start closer. Phoenix? Yep. Probably good. Yes? Anything wrong? No, sir. Mr. Schmidt. That's what I've written. Of course, sir. Of course what? I just meant, sir, I just wondered. It's just that... What? You just wondered what? It's just that you remind me of someone. Oh? During the war. Go on. There were there were SS stationed here. They used to come to the inn very often. I spent the war years on the Russian front, the Panzer Division. Of course. Uh, was it a prison or something you had here? Something of the sort, sir. Was it a prison? A camp, sir. How's that? A camp, Mr. Schmidt. A concentration camp. A concentration camp. Wonderful. Really? My dick's hard. Well, that's odd. He's so proud of it. It's, a, it's, it's amazing. For the life of me, I can't seem to recall the name of this town. Sir? The name of this town. What is the name of this town? Dachau, sir. Dachau? Dachau. Of course, Dachau. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love that he's like, he's torturing this woman. Just, he's this sadistic. He's just like, she's just like, Hey, want to check in? Uh, You look familiar. He's like, and I'm going to proceed to torture you now. What's the, what is it? Speak up, like talk to her like a little kid. It's like, yeah, like uh, number one, 
I'm not a okay. okay well, let, let's just get to Rob's intro here before I say what I'm going to say. But first, uh, I, I'm like, I love how he tap tap taps his cigarette. Like, yes, wow, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, damn, he's proud. He yeah. knew the name the whole time. He just wanted to hear her say it. Yeah, he wanted her to be like. He almost wanted her to recognize him, but he's like playing this weird little game. I don't know. It's bizarre. I, I got to imagine. I mean, I, I le- I've seen pictures of myself from 17 years ago. I'm not far off from right now. <laughs> really not. A little bit aged, a little bit weathered. You could tell some shit's happened, but you go, Frank? <laughs> yeah, but you get a... 10x that magnification there when it's uh you're older so you don't really change you change even less and you're yeah. notorious in the area for your and war crimes remembers you yeah like you're the most popular cocksucker around and then you pop your head back up you know it's like whoa there's that guy again <laughs> it's like uh it would be like a high school reunion movie when the kid goes back to the guy goes back to high school and it's like this is gonna be fun we're gonna have some, oh yeah i slaughtered 10 million of my classmates Oh, yeah. shit. This is going to be awkward. But no, this guy's like super proud of it. Like, I'm going to go like, back. Well, I'm just going to. It was so long ago. <laughs> bygones be bygones. Doesn't he say I that? He think... says that, right? Oh, boy, does he. Yeah. <laughs> says exactly at the Becker later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all Becker's, in the past. The, the look on Becker's face was priceless. It's exactly the look I had. <laughs> it's. it's oh. It's like he stepped on his glasses or something. Like, oh man, I'm sorry. Well, well, that was a while ago. Yeah, we're, we're that's on the past. You know. He even touches him like he's about to give him a hug. It's good to see you. Yeah, he goes Ooh. for a fucking. Hug. Okay. Yeah. He he goes halfway and like, oh yeah, I should. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on his collar. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Are gonna play a rod? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Recently arrived in this small Bavarian village, which lies eight miles northwest of Munich. A picturesque, delightful little spot, one time known for its scenery, but more recently related to other events having to do with some of the less positive pursuits of man. Human slaughter, torture, misery, and anguish. Mr. Schmidt, as we will soon perceive, has a vested interest in the ruins of a concentration camp. For once, some 17 years ago, his name was Gunter Lutze. He held the rank of a captain in the SS. He was a black uniformed strutting animal whose function in life was to give pain. And like his colleagues of the time, he shared the one affliction most common amongst that breed known as Nazis. He walked the earth without a heart. And now former SS Captain Lutzer will revisit his old haunts, satisfied perhaps that all that is awaiting him in the ruins on the hill is an element of nostalgia. What he does not know, of course, is that a place like Dachau cannot exist only in Bavaria. By its nature, by its very nature, it must be one of the populated areas of the Twilight Zone. That was a good fadeaway movement on the microphone there. Mm-hmm. You know, my, 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 my mixing board, as I, as I, my dial, I, I dialed it down because I knew the music was going to go real high. Are you learning? <laughs> I yeah, to... I just I just got it. I'm learning how to use it. Yes. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. I, I, I want to see it You know, there's sometime. mixing boards with the with the. Yeah. Spreads. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm glad you finally got around to getting one. Yeah, I figured the total just you know, I'm trying to get better. 
Oh yeah. Well, you know, we got plenty of episodes to go. We'll figure it out. And I, I, I'm, I'm so full of shit right now. It's no, how, how full of shit are you? You think you're really uh, full of shit? A hundred percent lying my ass off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know but why you're lying, you, but. but but thank you for the uh, comment on the speaker fade. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know why you chose to go the uh, making up something. But we, we, we go there. That's fine. We went there. We, we kept going with it. It's imagination. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do I have one? Do I not? Am I lying or am I double lying? Am I oh, lying without shit. lying or lying Nobody lying knows. Lying? Oh, God. The, the lies are compounding. I can't exactly. keep track. And, and that's how I've gotten through life. I learned from the best. My parents. <laughs> I, I keep waiting for us to get to the part where we actually talk about the episode and we, we stop fucking around because I feel like it's it's going to be such a, a weird change of pace for us that I don't, I feel like a, a weird trepidation or of some sort. Like, uh, all right, let's get into it. Look, here, here it is, Phoenix. I'm going to lay it right out on the line for you here, brother. So you got Tom Elliott, right? He is like the... The Godfather of the Twilight Zone podcast. I, 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 I mean, we can both agree he is like number one, numero uno. I mean, if you want the best trivia, if you want the best radio voice known to man, and just all out non fuckery about the Twilight Zone and the passion of it, Tom Elliott, the Twilight Zone podcast, go for it. He's helped us out in the past by with the with, with playing some of the clips that he's read, and really appreciate it. And you got another one. The Twilight Pwn that came way before us in all the episodes. And you know what? They were pretty good, funny, and everything. But they had their own style. Us, this is our style, dog. Nobody else has it. Uh, all the other ones that do it, they do it by themselves, and they drone on, and they're so fucking boring. That's right, that... dog. Huh? Nothing. What? What? No, go ahead. No. Go ahead, I'm dog. I'm sorry. Dog? Yeah, go ahead, dog. Dog. But, oh, did I call you dog? I'm yeah, sorry. I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. It, well, it's a north. What? Where am I? Yeah, it's it's where I'm from. Thing. Anyway, uh, all right. It's there, a Frankenism. Uh, listen, kitten. All right. Um, so I, I like that better. <laughs> can you? Can I be Phoenix Kitten West Westquire, and you can be a was a Frank Phoenix Clementine Kitten Westquire? <laughs> that is insane and awesome. And I am Frank Cowtail. <laughs> no, Clementine. Oh, Clementine. I am Clementine Cowtail. Uh, well, I, can I just be Caltel Clementine Links? Ooh, we'll think about. It. We'll, we'll, we'll assemble this over time. Let's we're let's playing, get back to we're it. Playing, we're juggling. Yeah, juggle, we'll, juggle. we'll see what sounds. When it sounds natural, we'll both know. I think that's that's fair, right? It just clicks. We've been doing it, right? Indeed. Organic shit. That's, that's right, Clementine. That's, that's I'm just gonna is. call you Clementine no, from now on. Just gonna huh? call you. I'm just gonna call you Clementine from now on. That's it. <laughs> and I'm gonna call you Kitten. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so I mean, um. Gunter Lunzer. If there is ever a German name I've, that is fake, <laughs> you you could probably go to Germany and say, "Do you know a Gunter Lunzer?" And they go, "What's that? A food?" <laughs> it's so stereotypical German. It's insane. And I just want to point out, I'm a big advocate of separating this whole because I'm a big history buff and all that. Plus, I'm half German, and my last name is actually Linker, which you know, it's German as shit, isn't it? kind of ER at the end, which is a really German. So um, it also is really close to another name I don't like it being compared to, but what can I do? My point being is uh, the German people and the German army, the German uh, Navy, Air Force, all that, or Luftwaffe, uh, 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 let me see if I get this right, Luftwaffe, Air Force, 
Um, the Kriegsmarine is the Navy, and the German Army is uh, the Army. So, <laughs> and then you got the Nazi political party, right? They wore black, the Germans wore gray. Big difference. You know, the German army, you know, they were yeah. gray. They were told what to do, just like our army is told what to do by our political parties. They might not agree with it, but they're there to do a job. So, I stress a lot because the American... I was about to say the American people, but a lot of people associate Germans with Nazis, and they shouldn't. And I stress that a lot. And I like how Rod, the way he stated how he, you know, he didn't say he was a German this or that. He called him Nazi, SS, this and that. He was very specific in in determining what he was as a Nazi, not as a German. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I like it when he's like, uh, I just did what, I just followed orders. I did what I was, I was told. And then uh, Becker's just like, seriously, you gave me that shit right now? Like, so many other people have said that before. It's so old hat by now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you were safe in South Africa. You heard all of Nuremberg's testimonies. Why would you even repeat them? Because <laughs> they were just shot down so, so utterly ridiculous and quickly. So we would do as he was told. I got it right here. So anyway, <laughs> it's really good stuff, man. We'll oh, get, the deliveries are awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <clears throat> we'll get there. Uh, anyway, he's in this town. He goes, uh, just kind of a loose plot, and then we'll kind of talk about the, the episode generally. But let's get him there at least. Uh, yeah. he, he arrives in the town, and like, he, like we heard there, he gives that hotel lady shit. And then he, he's just like doing this like victory tour, like 15 years after the war. Like almost like a... Ah, uh, my old college days, like I was saying earlier. Like, he's just, like, in this weird celebrating the terrible shit he did and wants to go, like, get the old smells back, like, you know, update the memories. Some weird thing he has going on where he's clearly hard, like you were saying earlier. He's just, like, fucking rock hard in this town. And he decides to go into the, the concentration camp. Or, no, it's a, it's a death camp, really. It's just not even... It's just... It's Stockholm. Yeah, it, it's he. So he. I mean, the word is synonymous with Auschwitz and the rest of them. Yeah, he he goes in there and then he just like wants to tour the facility. I don't, I I don't know why. I think I was surprised so how empty it was. To be he, I think it was before they became like we should tour this for cultural significance. It was kind of too fresh at that point. Well, remember just like, what was it, four years ago, this like 16-year-old girl was, took, took, a, took a picture smiling at Auschwitz or something? Yeah, yeah. And she got killed for it. But if you ever if, if you ever read the story behind it, it's her and her father were really into history and all that. And they always said they, they would go and, and travel there, but her father was killed in a car accident or something. So she finally went there, and it, and it was like a... It was kind of like a, it was a touching thing between her and her father that people blew way out of proportion because you should never smile at a death camp. Okay, you fucking oversensitive people. Jesus Christ, you know? I don't know how her smiling affects your reaction to it at all. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's just these trolls looking for anything and any reason to kill someone over Yeah. How's that cowtail going? 
Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty I got to stop eating. I'm sorry. They're staring at me in the face. Don't don't anyway. get don't get the crumbs all over your mixing board. I don't want you to ruin it. Oh, is there no crumbs from the cow tail? That's why I like them. Okay. I'm like I'm a very good, good. clean food type of person. Good. I was concerned because it's brand new. I don't want you to waste all that money on that. You know, you spend a lot of money on the in the mixer. I don't want you to ruin it. Yep. Thank you. Um. Uh, you know. Um. I I have the mixer plastic over it. Okay. Good. Good. That's a, that's a good upgrade. I, I always recommend that. Well, I'm half Italian. Everything I own <clears> gets plastic over it. Couch. Everything. <laughs> Gotta hate that shit. I don't. Oh, I can't God. imagine loving a couch so much you want to fucking sit on the actual couch. I don't get it. Because it's such a work of art, we need to preserve it. <laughs> yeah, it's like putting a, one of those people, those guys that put tarps over their their like old vintage car, and then just like it sits in the garage. I'm like, why do you have it? What's the point? It's like, isn't the garage a giant tarp in itself? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, what are you protecting it from? The elements of the garage? Yeah. <laughs> the garage is always spitting in my car. I'll get, they get the garage poop all over it. Yeah. It's like, I hate to tell you something, but there is no ecosystem or weather patterns happening in your garage. If your garage, so is, if your garage is getting severe weather, you need a better fucking garage. Or get it out of the garage because it's about to collapse since <laughs> yeah. the roof is leaking so damn bad. Yeah. <laughs> some shit going on in that. You got a bigger problem than the car being you know, some dirt off the car. You, you got to fix your garage, dude. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. uh, he arrives at the camp. He starts to walk around. He has like these weird cheesy flashbacks. They reminded me of the '70s like school photos that you would see. Like my parents had those. Like it was the your big face and then the other you little version off to the right, yeah. like all cloudy, it looking in so a different direction. Creepy. And it was like ah, and they had this smile. One of them was the profile shot, looking away like ah, and the other one's like staring at the camera. It was so weird. Those are yeah, so popular. Like you paid for this? Like school pictures <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be this creepy. They don't do that anymore. I mean, I guess you can, but it's real cheap. Yeah, it's it's amazing when people do do it. It's it's gone. Like I remember walking around my grandparents' house and looking at all my aunts and uncles, and they all had that picture, like for three or four years running. It's so it weird. Was huge in the nineties. The nineties. Yeah, that's when we got our school pictures done, and it was like you know, one picture you're facing the camera, and then off to the top left, it's like it's you, but looking old, like to the yeah. side. Yeah, just like, hey, what's going on over there? I, we didn't have that in the 90s and where I'm from. I, the 80s is when that died out. It could have been the 80s, but um, like you were saying, the whole school thing, uh, it was like 90s for me. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but yeah, um, yeah, and then it's like split screen almost, if you want to call it that. And he's in... The only knock I'll have is the the SS uniform they put uh, Gunter Lutz in, in his memory wasn't that good, good quality. I'd say it was pretty shitty actually. That's fine. But yeah, the whole the sequence where they did that. Do I want to get into my section here about? Fuck it, doesn't matter. We're not going to go through the plot like line by line. Um, my you said that was your complaint, like kind of the historical accuracies. They could have been a little, you know, more on with that. Mine would be along those lines. They didn't go far enough with things. This is the one time I think they should have just let Rod go further, and just like because he's just like in his flashbacks. They should like it's the '70s photo style, the '80s photo style that we're talking about with like a big, you know, he's in he's in frame and off to the side. It's a little him doing giving orders as a as a Nazi during the camp days, and it's like so cheesy. He's talking to nobody, and I was like, they really should go a lot harder with this. Like, actually show. 
Like, don't show him fucking, like, burning people and stuff, but, like, show him in the scenes where he's doing the stuff. You don't have to be graphic about it, whatever, you know, be, be, you know, just do it, do it. I don't, it's just him in, in, in a black room screaming into the camera, and that's it. I was like, oh, I could have went further. They should have went a lot further with this episode, like, with, with the flashback days. It's like, if you're going to do it, do it. Go for it. Don't hold back. This is one that I should have saved for the hour-long season. This would have been a good one. I think this one might have been, say, one of those episodes where, where Rod was like, you know, I really could have gone a lot further with this, and if I only had an hour, you know what I mean? I could get more done and more out there, maybe hit more more uh, mainstream points through my sci-fi show that other people can't, uh, and get more money. Yeah, but... and and shown more of a backstory, more of a this is what he did. It doesn't have to be a lot. Like I don't want to see him fucking torture people, but it would have been no. more impactful. Well, then again, I think I think he also was you know just kind of really leaning on the whole fact is who really doesn't know what happened. Yeah. So do you really need the visuals? We all have seen, we all know. Yes, but I'm He's saying if you if you don't need the visuals and we agree with that, then why do the half-ass method of him going, "You over there, get over there," <laughs> like just barking out generic orders? I, I mean, I would say on a level of one to ten of cruelty of flashbacks, this is a two. I mean, come on, pigs, guess what? It's snowing out, real cold. Take off your clothes. We're going to do exercises. It's okay. Yeah. It. Or I mean. That's not too too bad. He called them pigs and filth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was just it felt weak to me. I think they should have went farther with it. It was nineteen sixty. What? When was this? Nineteen sixty one. Sixty one. November tenth, nineteen sixty one. It debuted. You gotta remember the times. I mean, this was really great, like edgy shit back then, dude. Even bringing this shit up, I mean, they're only fifteen years removed from it. For Christ's sake, you know. I mean. There's people watching it that were like, "Yeah, I remember being there." Yeah. That was, yeah. He, the guy wasn't. His guy's name wasn't Gunta Lunce. It was something else. But he did a whole lot worse than what they just said. You it's, know what I'm saying? So it keeps sounding like you're gonna say Oompa Loompa every time you say his name. It's so close. Oompa Loompa, uh, the SS officer. Oompa Loompa, isn't sir. <laughs> you would pay for your crimes, Mister Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Loompa. Loompa Loompa. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Captain. Just call me Oompa. Hey, Loompa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I can't believe we're actually squeezing jokes out of this. Uh, it's, yeah, we're, again, I still have that little hesitation to go into this. The, the rest of the episode from this point is... One last note before we get into kind of what the rest of the episode really is about is I just thought, I don't know, it, it seems like to me the citizens of Dachau would have, I don't know, taken down the Hitler photo at the least. Or the soldiers when they overtook the building it would have at least taken down the picture. It's like, listen, we'll keep most of the buildings, but the one building where they, uh, you know, did the most atrocious things to people, like, I don't know keep on removing their little upper intestines until they just died to see how long they live with how short of one they could have. Let's just burn that one to the ground. Yeah. Um, or at the very least take the, Hitler just take the picture, picture down. Just take the Hitler drawing down. I don't, I don't know. 
the, the yeah. Or, or you know, do we really, really need the three fucking hangman posts still there? Yeah, it's a lot of that stuff where I'm like, I don't know, maybe they are still there. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I've never been to one. Don't I'm I? Don't like, really want to go to one. Yeah, ever. It, I think maybe the hangman posts are still there, but I guarantee the Hitler pictures are not still hanging up. There's no portraits of Hitler anywhere in there. No. No, in fact, it's probably just someone writing like "fuck Hitler" on the on the carving it into a bed, not post post somewhere. That's that's more likely. But the rest of the episode, uh, you know, was it Oscar Bragi turns around and all of a sudden there's a guy there and he's like, what, "You do have the line when he introduces himself." Becca, yeah, you're Becca. Yes, I do. Um, okay, so let's see here. So. Do I think it's uh okay? Um, I think it's this one here. You cue up your sound mixer. You don't look so bad, Becca. Oh, as a matter of fact, you look quite well. You don't seem to have changed at all. That's it. You haven't changed. Why? It's been it's been fifteen or sixteen years. It's been seventeen years, Captain, since you and I last saw each other. Really? You're the caretaker around here? In a manner of speaking. It's odd how past cross and... We meet again under somewhat happier circumstances. What was that? It sounded like... The wind, Captain. Wind? Perhaps. Perhaps it was the wind, eh? Of course. Of course it was the wind. It was not the wind. It was... It was... It was what, Captain? Stop calling me Captain. I'm not a soldier anymore. You never were a soldier. The uniform you wore cannot be stripped off. It was part of you, part of your flesh, part of your body. It was a piece of your mind. A tattoo, Captain. The skull and crossbones burned into your soul. I was a soldier, Becker. No, Captain, you were a sadist. You were a monster who derived pleasure from giving pain. Listen to me, Becker. There's no more war. That's all in the past. There are no more camps. It's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous to dwell on these things. You did as you thought best, and I... I functioned as I was told. What? Oh, spooky, spooky. Oh. Uh, I, I have more of that uh, you right after that. Um, it keeps on going, but I was trying to keep it... Like uh, I was trying to, like... It's a long, long clip, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. I said, it's going to be clip-heavy, so I was trying to kind of, like, the long dialogues, I was trying to cut them into different sections so we could talk about them and not miss big parts, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of long, long talking. The rest of the episode is just him talking to him. That's really the end, the rest of the episode. Well, you know, there was a good, really good part right after that, um, but I wanted to talk about up to this part first. Okay, okay. There. So, basically, they're 
pretty much meeting for the first time. And he says, and that's when he goes in for the fake hug. And he's like, happier circumstance, happier circumstances. Yeah. Why? Because time passed. It's because you know, because uh, he won. <laughs> that's really why I I didn't get killed or you know captured or anything like that. I get put on trial. I just fled to Brit- what do you go to Brazil, South America? I think it says South America. South Africa. Right? South America. South Africa. Which by the way. They all went to Argentina, not South Africa. That's another big misconception. Uh, you know, the whole... I'm sorry about that. My my mug hit my mic stand, if that was made of sound. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, anyway, my point being is, they didn't go to South Africa. They went to Argentina. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought he said South America. No, he said South Africa. Oh. I never heard that. Well, he's about to say it, actually. Huh. It, c- c- coming up. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just assume he went to Brazil, you know, or Brazil, Argentina, those two countries. Those... Uh, two totally separate countries. The Brazilians didn't really accept the Nazis. <laughs> Argent- the Argentines, though, they love money. The Brazilians do because they get the whole boys from Brazil thing. They both they did. Don't. Yeah, they both uh, they both don't have extradition for this sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Well, all I know is that the two U boats that had that escaped, <clears throat> uh, you know. Intact, out of the like twelve hundred that were made, uh, uh, one went to Argentina and the other one has never been found. Hmm. What if they just sank it? Because why not? Actually, come to think of it, that's not true. It was found a year and a half ago uh, in some dilapidated like little dock thing in France. Yep, in France. Good to know. La, La Rochelle, France. La Michelle, La Rochelle. Rochelle. Okay. Yes. So yeah, what do you, what did you want to say about that clip there? Um, it's basically just setting it up, and he's like, <clears throat> "So you're the caretaker here, you know?" And um, yeah, and, uh, you know, he's saying things. I'm not a captain. Stop coming, captain. I was a soldier. You weren't a soldier. So you're a scientist. And the yeah. way he just talked, and like I, I loved how when he said tattoo, he like moved his arm in a yeah. certain way. Like, why is he doing that? Like, oh, he's got a tattoo. Yeah. Of numbers. Yep. Yep. The the whole I don't know I, the guy in this scene that that plays uh, Becker is so goddamn good, and he's like he, this, he has this. I, so many things I want to say at the exact same time. He has this like ghostly presence. He's clearly wearing his fucking uniform, like the uniforms they made him wear. And then fucking uh, Oscar Bragg just like, you look exactly the same. Like you have an age today. You're wearing the exact same outfit that we, and he doesn't put any of it together. I think, is it like severe denial? I, it must be at that point, right? Um, no, I think he no. wait, he, he doesn't really, I think so much had happened. Over the seventeen years, he got. Yeah, I mean, and then yeah, he got kind of go through it. But then you find out that Becker was like his right hand torture man. Yeah, you know, whenever. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. For some reason saying poor, poor network connection. Don't worry about it. If I drop, if I drop out, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about anyway, it. Anyway. So at any rate, okay. So, um, but yeah, uh. Oh, sorry. That that notification really screwed me just up. What was that? He was his right hand man, right hand torture man. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I think it was. You know, he remembers a lot about Becker and how much he just really messed with him. However, 
you know, he's not a soldier anymore. He thought of himself as a soldier and everything, and the war's over, happier times. I thought, he thought, I thought that was very, uh, uh, very just insane of him to even think that. <clears throat> so he tried yeah. to give him a hug. I know. Let's not forget that. That is the craziest thing in this entire scene. Even the, even crazier than the happier times line. It kind of goes hand in hand, but that's just, he tried to, like, even if he, let's just say, because the whole, there's no spoilers in this episode. The guy's fucking dead. He's a ghost. We know that. As a viewer, you know that. So the fact that even if he was alive, let's say he didn't kill him, he still tried to fucking hug the man after torturing the shit out of him for years. Yep. It's insanity. It's, it's the most, uh, this guy, his ego and his, uh, like he said, he's a sadist, but he's also like, he, he not only is he sadistic about it, he's like looking back on it like with master, like masturbatorial, like, oh, I was so evil. <laughs> like, like, oh. Well, he still is evil. And exactly. Shit, so like, and by the way, serial killers always go back to the scene of their crimes. Yeah, exactly. To their, That's really what right? this episode's about. Yeah. They were all serial killers. Yeah. The but I, I'm saying he was so sadistic and evil that he even the thought of being sadistic to someone how sadistic he was gets him off again. Like he's not even torturing anybody right now, and he's still like, mm. <laughs> like, oh, I got him good. It's like if you get really good sex, and you're like, fuck, you can masturbate to it years later. You're like, fuck, that was good. This guy like killed so many fucking people, and he's such a fucking psychopath. And he's like, yeah, killed the shit <laughs> out of those people. And then the, you know, and then when when the Americans came close, you you really ramped up that killing, that whole that whole killing thing you did. You just lined everybody up and mowed them down. You couldn't kill people fast enough. Yeah. Oh God. How the hell did he get away and kill everybody at the same time? That's what I want to know. He must yeah, have had early warning or that's... something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or he said, and... "You kill everybody, I'm out of here." <laughs> like. I, and I and I, I do believe Dachau is in Germany, so he did have plenty of warning they were coming. Yeah. Well, they said so. it's a. She said he said in the intro there. It's like I forget, like thirty miles north of Berlin or something like that. Eighty miles outside Berlin, something something like that. Less than a hundred miles. Yeah, I'm not really too keen on the whole. I don't know the Germany's geography and where their uh, cities are, to be honest with you. But the way he said it, it just sounded like it was in Germany. I'm pretty sure Dachau is in Germany. So. I'm just going off what he said in the intro. He just said it was right That's by That's all I am, too. Yeah. And, and I'm saying it convincingly, so I believe it. I, I'm just uh, parroting what he said. <laughs> I don't know shit about Jeremy. I don't, I don't really care. But Me either. Yeah, so the rest of the episode, it's just them two talking and him freaking out. And, and then basically him slowly realizing... Like, is it a slow realization? I don't know if I'd classify it as a slow realization because he's like... He he's he, Becker keeps calling out calling him out on his bullshit like you were just saying where like the Americans are coming close you fucking slaughtered everybody, and you did this to us you did this to me you did this to, you did this you did this it's just a list of all his crimes, and then he's just like I'm gonna strangle it wait I did kill you yeah and he tw- and he like he twists his hip and then twists his <laughs> fucking finger at him and I'm like yeah. what a great. What a great thing to do, Oscar. Awesome. Yeah. I like great. I love the real it was like I did kill you. I put a bullet in your fucking head. It's like wow, that was really fucking deep. And like wow. 
badass. It was it was badass. It was. Oscar it, it, it was fucking amazing. Just the the, the hand motion. The, I can't name another actor <clears throat> that could have. Oh, obviously, it's kind of hard to say, but who else would have thought to do that? I don't. It's just weird, and it works so well because this is like he's like because he's really going through like fifty five emotions at that point because he's like really realizing what's going on at this point that a fucking ghost is like torturing him mentally at this point. He's realizing he was just in a room full of these guys and he just passed out and woke back up and they're gone. And he's like, oh shit, something's going he's on. He's on trial. Yeah, he's in trial. <laughs> trial. So, yeah. yeah, all the 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 dead, the, the ghosts just have this trial for him. Uh, they find, you've been found guilty. Well, I love how he started reading off all of his charges and and Captain Lutza just starts going batshit nuts after every single thing he hears. Yeah. And they, is that when he's, when he's left off the charges, is that where he starts doing like machine gun fire and he's like, and he's like, oh, no. oh. is it that later? That's the sentence. Okay. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure. So what during the, uh, do you have the audio from that? Cause I'm trying to remember exactly what it sounds like. It's, which one? The, uh, the the reading the, off of the charges? Yeah, or? the reading off of the charges. I remember the other part. <clears throat> I remember yeah, both. Uh, I'm trying to remember the wording of the kind of the charges he's reading off. Well, I'm, I'm just going to give you a fair warning though. Uh, the the sound of him screaming and Becker talking is they did a very. If there's one dig on this episode, really, it's it, it's the scene where. The sound is totally not synced. Like him screaming is like ten times louder than Becker. I don't, well, luckily, for the first time, we have a mixer. Yep, yep. So I'm and not that worried about it. I, I trust you. You've been practicing all week. I know that. You've been telling me. So let's let's give it a go. I, rehearsals have been successful. Let's just say that, and we'll see how the 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 actual live version goes now. Well, I'm I'm hoping this is the right one. I'm just going to say, if you fuck it up, though, we have to start all the way over. I fell asleep. Oh, nope. no. okay. It's this one right here. And starting over. Please let me out of here. Joe, Captain. You're tried. You will be tried for crimes against humanity. By whom? Who will try me? You're insane, Becker. You were insane when I used to string you up and... When you used to string me up, Captain... Suspended over a hot pipe. Feed me salt water until my tongue swelled. Burn me with cigarette butts all over and laugh when I scream to please put an end to it. To please have mercy and kill me. Your memory is quite good, Captain. Quite good indeed. Come. Shall we go? The court is waiting. No! <laughs> He goes and like he he tries to strangle him, and all of a sudden he's in the house, and yeah. then we go to this one. <clears throat> he grabs a post. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I believe it was. Please let me out of here. No. Yeah, I think it's this one. Please let me out of here. This this is this is inhuman. I must get out of here. Ironic, huh? That's one of my favorite lines. Of compound six, <clears throat> Dachau concentration camp versus Günther Lutzer, Captain SS. Indictment one. Uh, he condemned to death without a trial 1,700 human beings. 
Indictment, too, that he did maim and torture without provocation thousands and thousands of human beings. Indictment, three, that he did deliberately condone the use of criminal medical experiments on women and children. No, no, no! Indictment four, that he did personally murder at least oh, 14... Oh, no, 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 Indictment five, that he did sign and put into effect specific orders called passing Whew. See what I mean? That soundboard is, ki- is is killing it though. We we get we, you did a good job there. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of that soundboard. Thank you, thank you, <clears throat> thank you, thank you. Then like right after that, he passes out, and then he tries to play it off. Captain Lutzer. Oh, yeah, right here. I, I fell asleep. No, you were unconscious for a while. Like a bitch. <laughs> it's such a dream. You had no dream, Captain. Of course, I had a dream. I dreamt there were people in this room. It was a trial. Ghostly figures. They are still here. They have never left. They walked the buildings and the square outside. You didn't bury them deep enough, Captain. You didn't cover them up with enough earth. Or perhaps the bullets were too small a caliber. Or the flames not sufficiently hot. Or perhaps there wasn't enough gas. Beck. Beck, who are you? Did you forget? The caretaker. This, uh, this trial. The trial is over, Captain Lutzer. You have been found guilty. It's time to pronounce sentence. You are going to pronounce sentence? Is that what you have in mind now? You will pronounce sentence, and then you shall execute that sentence. <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> Biggs, Phil, you will all assemble in the square. You will pass sentence on Captain Lutze. You will crawl out of your graves to see that justice is done. (laughs) Where are they? Where's the judge? Where's the jury? Where's the execution? Well, I tell you where they are. In your mind. You've hatched them out of your hatred. You've planned your vengeance out of a crazy quilt of your imagination. So together with thin little threads of wishful thinking, why didn't I kill you when I had a chance? Why didn't I? Becker? Becker, I did kill you. I killed you the night. You killed me the night the Americans came close to the camp. You tried to burn it down, remember? You tried to kill everyone who was left. In my case, you succeeded. So I think it would be a waste of time, Captain, wouldn't it? A waste of your precious time. 
of that little time you have left to murder me again. I love the, the way he taunts him in a why bother mentality. It, it It's the reason I love the episode, uh, because he has a line later, I'm sure we'll play it, but where he's... And it feeds in with this, where he's just—he's not being like we're gonna fucking we're gonna torture you. He's not saying we're gonna kill you. He's not saying anything like that. And he's just going like, "Why even bother, dude? Like you, you already lost. We already judged you. It's a waste of your time. Your precious, precious." He's taunting him in like a weird way, but not like being like you fucking sack of shit who killed me. I love that he's that restrained about it, and that they're all so restrained that when he, he has that line later where he's like, "This isn't revenge. It's justice." That line. That really sums up yeah. the whole episode. That's why, if it was just them killing him, it w- this episode would not work for me. But it's them. Yeah, uh, yeah and like him being so <clears throat> docile about it and everything, it's almost like it's unarguable. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's so matter-of-factly that it's like, look, you know you did it. Yeah. I know you did it. We, all, just, we all know you did it here. Yeah, you can try to think you didn't. You can try to take the... The uniform off, burn it, whatever, change your last name, say do whatever you Say you're just want. following orders. You enjoy yeah. it. We saw you enjoy it. Like that. Exactly. And, exactly. and it, the again, I just want to reiterate, because this is what makes it so impactful for me. Because I, I really, when I watched this the other day, I had to take a moment after and like collect myself. Because I thought we were going to start recording. I'm like, I need a moment. I had to go like walk around. I was like, geez, like... Like this is a this is a deep it's fucking heavy. How do I attack this and not yeah. like disrespect it? Yeah, exactly. And when you were playing the clip there, we started laughing at the laughing. But when you're watching it in real time and you get all the context that follows from like line to line and and scene to scene, you're like, his laugh doesn't seem funny at all. It's oh. like this desperate attempt to like, I'm dreaming like that sort of thing. Like ah, that, this isn't real. Like fuck, it's like his last last attempt to like wake himself up from something or, or some something along those lines but over the uh, when we just hear the audio it's kind of funny but that's because we're trying not to <laughs> well because could be because i think it's an entire window with four panes and he puts his entire arm through it and it just shatters into a perfect just open wooden square <laughs> like exactly like like he should have just cut his arm wide open with a bunch of glass, but he didn't. Uh, it, so big enough, he's able to stick his big fat body out of it and scream. And he just took it out with his elbow. <laughs> I yeah, that was kind of funny. It's funny, but it's also like in the moment you're not really thinking about it. No, but you watch it enough times, and you're like, exactly. I, yeah. I mean, I, I understand the message now. I can pick it apart a little bit here and there. You know, try to get. I mean, because it's still twice and it's still a rod, but. As far as Rod goes, I mean, that's why I always say this is like some of the best writing Rod has ever done as far as a drama goes in the Twilight Zone, you know? Indeed. And, and let's let's continue talking about how serious it is before we go to commercial break, which that'll break up the serious tone, and then we'll get into our exits after that. Right on. So this is what uh, we've been kind of meaning to talk about here, is how important this episode is. Because I think it is by far the most important Twilight Zone episode as far as social importance goes. Yes. And it's commenting on something that needed to be talked about and like you were saying earlier it's so close to it that it's kind of amazing that it even was greenlit i can't believe it and again i think it was only allowed because of the whole i actually they wanted to go a lot lot farther and i heard that the gas company that sponsored the twilight zone didn't want him to mention the word gas chamber because they didn't want 
Americans and everything to stop using gas to heat their homes if they attribute it with Nazis killing people. That wouldn't happen, but yeah, I get why they wouldn't want to advertise at all, though. Um, well, they Rod fought them tooth and freaking now for Becker to even mention the word "not enough gas." It's the only time he ever mentioned it. Yeah, you know, and even even that was like Rod was just like, "I'm keeping it." Buck was like, "Rod." And Rod was like, Buck. And, and Buck was like, all right, Rod. And he did it. And they pushed it through. And, uh, and Rod was like, ah, ah, <laughs> you better get that episode out there. You hear me? Hung out the window. I, I will only break so much, but I will not. There are been not break, whatever. I'm getting one gas mentioned in this motherfucker <laughs> because it's history. Uh, it's true. Fuck your goddamn gas ovens. <laughs> Indeed. And lanterns that do shit for fucking roadways and little developments built back then. Really, they're everywhere around here. I can't see shit. Kind of trailed try off deliver, there. Try to deliver pizza when the entire development, there's no street lamps. They're all gas lanterns lying in the street. Good luck seeing the freaking house numbers. It's the, a nightmare. The fuck year do you live in? I'm in South Jersey, dude. Every, all, everything around here was built in the 50s. Jesus Christ. Gas yeah. lanterns outside? Yeah, dude. All the developments around here, instead of street lamps, they're about 10-foot-tall gas lanterns. Do you like, live on uh, Maple Street? Huh? Do you live on Maple Street? Or uh, the monsters do? I did. Walnut. Close, close. Well, Walnut Street, Library Street, Job's Lane, uh... Li uh, library, uh, main, huh? of, of course, Main Street, yeah, Church Street. Uh, may, yeah, I did live in Maple Street actually once, <laughs> but it wasn't in Williamstown. It was in Ryland. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, let's uh, let's continue with the just so we can get it out of the way. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely set, the most important set. episode by far. Yeah, I mean, culturally relative, and Rod will explain why at the end, and I love that he did it. Like, Rod did such a perfect job, not too much, not too little in the beginning, and not too much, not too little at the end, but it was all impactful. You there, know? There's one of my favorite lines in Twilight Zone history here in the, uh, in the outro, in his, his outro. Right on, right on. Um, all right, so where were we? Um, uh, what do I do here? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I guess we, we can do the... Um, It'll be that and that. Yeah, Fascinating yeah, pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot which one we just did. Okay, sorry. You know, I'm back, I'm back. Captain Lutzer, you have been tried and found guilty of crimes against humanity. It is the unanimous judgment of this court that from this day on, you shall be rendered insane. That cut out quick. Yes! I'm trying to find out what the heck did I do here. Where is it? How are you hung up human beings to die a slow death? This is when he starts bringing them around. Torture now? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like he brings around the, around the whole place. He did this here, he did that here, and then he makes them feel it. And this is the eyeballs. Ooh. 
the things right you did to human beings are unmentionable. How does their torment feel? It... Okay, it's just him if, screaming. I was just going to say, if it's going to be that loud, it's not even play it. Do you uh, have the line just, where I was mentioning earlier, <clears throat> where he's like, this isn't revenge, this is justice. Do you have that? It's, it's right next. I fucking love it, that. It, it, it's right after this. It's where he's, you know, he grabs his balls and goes, ah! I guess he cut off a lot of balls. And then he even grabs his kneecaps. I'm like, what the hell were they cutting kneecaps off for? Could have been Whatever. shooting out kneecaps. But yeah, he grabs his kneecaps, and that's when he just kind of lays there like, like in the fetal position. And that's when Becker lays down the fucking business. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Almost the best line of the entire episode, I thought. And, and I agree with you 100%. His voice so, during this line is, I don't know, I love it so much. I believe it's this. Is it this one? Captain Lutzen. Yeah. If you can still reason. Yeah. If there's still any portion of your mind that can still function, take this thought with you. This is not hatred. This is retribution. This is not revenge. This is justice. But this is only the beginning, Captain. Only the beginning. Your final judgment will come from God. Love it. Oh. We even had like a good two seconds of silence after. That was perfect. Yeah, that that speech right there is I don't know. That's what I needed in the moment. I was like, oh god, like I don't know. It's so fucked up because this shit happened. It fucking happened, and it's fucking That's crazy to me that this this shit went on and they these guys some of these guys just fled, and. That's it. Like uh, this. Uh, what's his name? What's the, the actor's name? Oscar. He's basically supposed Oscar to be like uh, Joseph Mengel, right? The, who fled to Brazil, and then he was he was the guy that was like torturing the people, like the scientist dude, and he died in the fucking like seventies. He died in the late seventies. Yeah. The guy he fucking just fled. He was like the the cruelest one of them all, and he, he just got away with it. Just yeah. He was the uh, Auschwitz uh, <clears throat> captain. Yeah. He just. Just got away with it, and it's just so fucked up that it, it bugs the shit out of me. Like when I say bugs, I mean like, like uh, I don't know, I'm a, a kind of a closed off shell of a human being. I have no emotions, but this really fucking bothers me. It really does. That like, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not crying. Well, I'm losing my voice. Um, it, it just bugs the shit out of me. It should, it's like, it's why I had a superpower. That'd be one of them. I could fix that. Like that would, I don't know. I don't know what to yeah. say. It's that's so much it bugs me. Well, I just loved it because <clears throat> it wasn't like. We're not we're not lowering ourselves to your level. Exactly. Yeah. It's not eye for an eye here. That's that's not what this is. That's why you're not being killed. You're going to be rendered mentally insane for the rest of your life. It's it's you're going to feel what we felt for the rest of yeah. your life and have fun with that shit, bro. It's not out of hatred. We're not doing it because we hate you. We're doing it because it's fair of what you did yeah. to so many thousands of people. I love that. It's I, it's retribution and justice, nothing more, nothing less. Yes, uh, uh, revenge would have been uh, we fucking blow his brains out, we torture, we f- take his fingernails off with some pliers, we you know staple his eyes, and we like t- that would have been that would have been uh, just revenge. Yeah, and that's the difference, and that's what I fucking love about it. I love that. Obviously, they couldn't have shown that in TV, but like it's just the fact that he says it. Mm-hmm. And usually mm-hmm. in a Twilight Zone episode, I'm like, oh, really on the nose there, Rod. But this one, it works. He he says it because it's he's talking to us. He's talking to the audience. 
Like, and plus, Rob, Rob was Joe's. He, he, you know, he joined exactly, the war yeah. as soon as he, as soon as he possibly could. But unfortunately, they sent him over to the Pacific. But he knew enough about it, you know, and it was well documented because the Germans kept great notes. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, did they love to write. They were they, like the entire, the entire country is just one big OCD, you know. No matter what, they got to document it all. Yeah, and you so, know your your ticket to many notes when you have like a week head, heads up and you still don't have enough time to burn all your notes, like they're still fucking catching them, and you're like they ca- they were catching and burning the notes. I'm like, you still you didn't have enough time, like, <laughs> to burn all of your notes. Like, how many notes do you have? It's so much heads up. I mean, a 55 gallon drum and a and a, and a gallon of gasoline doesn't <laughs> yeah. do do it for you. And what the, did you do, dude? Yeah, and like, then they were marching that. through your country. On foot, <laughs> like you still didn't Literally. have enough time. Yeah, from France, and then th- you still didn't have I enough time. The brothers, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> still not too much paperwork, bro. Sorry, I had to file paperwork on how much I, paperwork I had to burn, and that it's like the most bureaucratic nightmare ever. And every everything I had to torch, I had to document, and there my documents about the burning mentioned all the documents and what was in those doc. It was just like some weird Inception rabbit hole thing. It's like Captain Lutza, you literally mm. chopped a man's balls, dick, and everything else and see if he could live as a torso for 24 hours. And he did. 24 hours and 13 minutes. That's a lie. You signed it. It's right here. <laughs> Documented. Yeah. That's your signature right there, is it not? Shit. It even says, I won. I won the record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else do you want to argue about here? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no. It's just like it's just so powerful what he says to him. It, it, it makes... It, it make it, it just it, it, it's so perfect. I don't know what else to say about it. That's it's, what I'm. So perfect. That's why I keep kind of like almost stuttering right now because I don't know what to say. Because I've already said how much it meant to me and like how important it is. I think to society, honestly. And like you're saying uh, last episode, I believe when we we're talking about how we're going to watch this one, is everyone should watch it. I think you said at least six times or something like that. I couldn't agree more. It's uh, I, I think if. It would just fucking piss me off if I know if I watched some fucking had some millennial watch it and they're just like, it was boring. It was in black and white. Like that would bug the shit out of me. Look, and I get the whole black and white thing. People don't like watching things in black and white, but honestly, it's, it's almost like the whole subtitles thing. Like right now, I'm going back and I'm watching Dark over because my sister and I are going to review Dark, uh, the Netflix series, right? And it's a German series. It's yeah. done in German. Uh, you you know, it's supposed to be heard in German with English subtitles. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, I watched it with English dub over. So I hate that. Match up. But I, it was so much dialogue. I had to, you know. But now the second time over, I'm actually catching more because now I, I kind of know what to look for. And uh, yeah, so but after like five minutes, you don't even realize you're doing it. Just like black and white. After five minutes, you don't even realize you're watching black and white. I, I watch everything with subtitles on it, so that's just me, because I like to know exactly what they're saying. I don't know. That's just this is me though. Uh, but black and white, I, I like black and white more, honestly. Um, I think some, for some it's things, easier it to look at. Works better. Yeah, it, Jonathan Frankenheimer, who I rant about all the time on the show, like seconds and Mitchell Candidate. So fucking right, right. good in black and white, and then he started doing color, and I'm like, ooh, the camera angles look. Weird in color. I don't know. They look cheesy. They look... Ugh. The 70s are not kind to him so much. 
Matter work. of fact, the director of, of, of this one, Desha Revisited, uh, they nicknamed him Midnight Medford because he used to like, like to shoot dark scenes during the day. <laughs> but it was black and white, so it kind of worked. Yeah. Ex- except for the sky was like just a little bit too bright. <laughs> it, but hey, whatever. Yeah, that's weird. It never looks good, no matter what you do. If you're shooting day for night, ugh, no. Yeah, th- thankfully this one was all shot during the day, so he didn't have to go go through his little tricks of the trade. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to those soon, though. <laughs> Boy. Do you have anything else serious to say about this episode? Because this is our chance right here. Anything else serious to say? Well, yes, I agree one hundred percent with how with what. Okay, I'll have the. I, I guess I'll have whatever serious to say left about this episode. I suppose after Rod's outro, I, I have to say that. Okay, yes. go ahead and play his outro. Um, but first, do we have a, a commercial? Uh, no. Do, do you, okay. All right. Just want to make the sure. commercial is going to be the the divider, the buffer zone between serious and not serious. Well, a, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, so basically, um, I don't want to play like a funny commercial in the middle of our serious discussion about World War II and like how impactful this episode was. Fair enough. Yeah. That, uh, so okay. So do you want to hear Rod's outro? I yes. Think that's it. I think it'll be the last clip we play. Okay. Question: All the Dachau's must remain standing. The Dachau's, the Belsons, the Buchenwalds, the Auschwitzes, all of them. They must remain standing because they are a monument to a moment in time when some men decided to turn the earth into a graveyard. Into it, they shoveled all of their reason, their logic, their knowledge, but worst of all. Their conscience. And the moment we forget this, the moment we cease to be haunted by its remembrance, then we become the grave diggers. Something to dwell on and to remember. Not only in the twilight zone, but wherever men walk, God's earth. And that's one of my favorite lines in Twilight Zone history. That some men decided to turn the world into a graveyard. Yep, and the minute we forget about it, we become the grave diggers. That's so poetic and true. Yep. It, when I said earlier about like, I wish if I had a superpower, I would go back and change. What I meant by that is find these guys and kill them or do something to them. However, my thoughts on World War II and, and the whole, this more specifically this, the concentration camp and, and the whole Nazi regime, all that sort of stuff. If you had a time travel power, I still wouldn't go back and stop it. It's as fucked would. up as that sounds because I think if we didn't have that, it's such a fucked up time and so so goddamn devastating that I think it almost saved us in a weird way. Like maybe really the Cold did. War wouldn't have been so fucking cold in a nuclear age. That's fucking terrifying. Like maybe it would have, that would have been the end of the world if we didn't know how fucking horrible humanity can be to each other. And, and did, did did you know that the Nazis did have a, a, an age bomb ready? <laughs> Excuse me. You're right. They had it. Yeah, they had an H bomb ready. It was just too late. You know, the Americans got there just in time. Hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I didn't. I know. I didn't know that. I guess uh, it's probably one of those things you hear, but I didn't really think about it. I don't know. I didn't. Hmm. Well, Werner Werner von Braun pretty much uh, had it. You know, he was he was developing it. Yeah, I know they were working from, on it. I didn't know they had it ready. Well, that V two rocket that uh, they kept on shooting into um, London and everything. Yeah, that was Werner von Braun. You know the guy who sent Americans to the moon on on the Saturn V rocket. Yep, same yep. guy. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, there's okay. a whole bunch of fucked up stuff, even if you go just beyond That's, that and how many came over here just to help us. It's so fucked yeah. up. Uh, Operation Paperclip is basically where the Americans pick, pluck different Nazis out and, mm-hmm. and, and brought them over here for their knowledge, you know, and the Russians got the other ones. So, and but then, we got the better ones. Yeah, and then wonder why there's a suddenly a, there's a, a race to the moon. Race to space, race to the moon. Oh, weird, huh? Weird how that all came about at the exact same time. Yeah, about five, ten years later, all of a sudden the Russians and us were at odds because of, you know, everything that we kind of stole from what the Nazis kind of already had, yep. you know? Yep. 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 That's, uh, the whole thing's so fucked up. And But I really think, getting back to my point, and I guess I don't really even need to say it, I just want to reiterate it's. It seems like it was so goddamn devastating to what the fuck. Like we're still talking about it. It has been sixty some years, seventy some years. I don't even want to do the math, but it has been so 45. goddamn long. That's been way more than forty five. No, no, I'm saying nineteen forty five. Oh, I thought you were saying it's been forty five yeah. years. So, yeah, no, so no, seventy. So it's like so figure eighteen so, plus uh, sixty five, or, or I can't add <laughs> fifty five. Yeah, seventy, yeah. eighty years, whatever the hell it is. Anyway, um. A long, yeah. long goddamn time. And we're still fucking talking. That's how fucking impactful it was. And it, it almost makes we me like... talk about it. Exactly. And I, I think that's what... Well, that's why it's so important is it's like a fucking... Like, for me, it's like a big warning. Like, in the... Like, when you look at the past and, like, the reason why Rod's saying, Rod saying we should leave these places open, it's like this big reminder of, like, don't let this fucking happen again. And that's why I think it's important and almost needs a stand. So if you could time travel, that's why I wouldn't go back and fuck with it. Because maybe... We wouldn't have learned, and then we fucking wipe each other off the goddamn map. And it's it's horrible to say yeah. it like that, but it's fucking. It might be true. Is it really? It's I mean, that impactful. Just think about it. that's probably what happened to the Martians on Mars, you know. And then they blew themselves up because they didn't have this yet before they had their capability. You know, I I I foresaw you saying a lot of things right there. None of them involved Mars. <laughs> Well, they found out that uh, Mars has a, a an atmospheric signature of a a, a lot of uh, nuclear explosions. And a lot of radiation. Of, okay. Of, of the isotopes, it's a it's a it's a chemical. It's science. It's science. Yeah. Good to know. Find out. Maybe then. Maybe then the the Nazis nuked it. Shit. Well, Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's tying your two things together. Your two fun facts. Uh, you know, history repeats itself. <clears throat> history repeats itself if you don't learn from it, right? Exactly. Um, that, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, I feel like I, I don't know if I stepped on what, anything you're going to say there. You said you want to talk about the his outro. Uh, do you have anything left there before we get into the, before we loosen up the reins and the serious talk? The only thing I want to say is, you know, what he said is why are they still standing. They have to still stand. And I fully, fully... You know, 100% agree with that, you know. The, you know, the movies about it need to still be made, and it still needs to be taught. You know, I know it's a touchy subject. People don't want to hear about it, talk about it, whatever, but they need to because people need to learn about it so they do not repeat it. Yes. This could never be repeated. It's... Exactly. It's... Yeah, I, nothing else. And what, I have nothing to add yeah. to that while I'm talking. I, there's no, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I can't add anything else to that to make it any more clear than that. Indeed. There you go. And to put a bow on the, just the overall thoughts of the episode, I think it's perfect writing from beginning to end. I think it's his best script mm-hmm. as far as 
in, impactfulness as far as dialogue goes, as far as it, there's not a whole lot of plot, but it didn't need it at all. It's a one act play. Exists. Exactly. It's we already know what the plot is in our head. So it's a one act play. There's that's it. It's yep. there's no we are we again, we already know he's fucking dead. And then we still are like what's like the the thing is watching him realize it and watching him like go through this and like how and how there's no joy in what Becker's doing. He's not like going, Oh, we're gonna fucking get you back and it's just like blank face yeah. this entire episode and he's just like, mm-hmm. This is what's gonna happen to you, this is what we decided. So uh they don't even like make him stay there. He he leaves, so they're not even gonna see him anymore. It's it's not about revenge. And it's, it's it's honestly it's beautiful in a way. It really is like beautiful writing. It really is, dude. Like that's why I said his best script he's ever written because it's, it's impactful, it's emotional, it makes you feel something, it makes you learn something, makes you appreciate something. I mean, it's just all around. I mean, it 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 you know every box is checked. You know, like Bravo, Rod Serling. Indeed. All right. Um, anything left to add? I'm gonna play the ad. And I don't remember what it is, so we'll find out. It could be. I hope it's not like horrible, because <laughs> after all this, like twenty minutes of serious discussion, and this is why we we're saying this is gonna be a different episode than the normal Twilight yeah. Zone review show we do, because <clears throat> this is a I don't know, it's a different one. It's it's a very somber, <clears throat> very serious type episode, yeah. and, and us doing it any other way. I mean, we 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 were able to get some chuckles in there, <clears throat> you know. But hey. sorry, my voice is getting real dry. It's um. Right. I feel it. I like keep coughing in the mic and try not to. Um, <laughs> a commercial break? A uh, commercial break? All right. Pay the bills. I don't remember if this check is cleared or not, so let's... Rod Serling, creator of The Twilight Zone, will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor. This episode of LIW The Twilight Zone Reviews brought to you by the Tourism Board of South America, reminding you that if you're going to flee from your nation due to horrendous crimes against humanity, stay in South America because your ghosts can't find you here. The South Tasteful. American Tourism Board. All right. Tasteful. Tasteful. Indeed. And true. All right. And then... And now, Mr. Serling. Next week, we see what will happen to a world that with each passing hour draws closer and closer to the sun. This is a nightmare in depth in which we watch two doomed women spend their last hours struggling for survival against a fiery orb that moves over the top of a hot, still, deserted city. We call it the Midnight Sun, and we also recommend it most highly. And now, Mr. Shut up. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah. Still, still working the kinks out of this mixer. Yeah, right. I mean, it takes a while. You know, there's a lot of levers, a lot of buttons, a lot of knobs, a lot, of, a lot, a lot going on there. Uh, can I get a grade for my my uh, recording and 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 all that for this episode compared to the last? I don't know, twenty. Ooh, are you serious? Do you want? Hold on, pause. Yeah. Do you want a real grade or are you are we going with the sound mixer grade? If you know what I mean. No, a real grade because I have been shit. This is maybe your best episode. You had you had a couple there where you were like started four or five of them, and then you you went to the right one, but it was quick. 
I'm still I'm still trying to figure out how to label them. Yeah. To where I know what they are and I can read them because it doesn't give me a lot of space to read it. Do you have an iPad? You should almost turn that thing sideways so you can read the whole line and record on there. I kind of paid for the mixer. This is the app. It's kind of yeah, it's cheap. Okay. Okay. But no, I do have an iPad now that's very big, and I could probably, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to look into it. Um, Maybe next week I'll be able to do have some, or I could easily get a piece of paper and write down like a lot of notes for each recording. I think that's what I'm going to start doing from now on. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that might work. Some, yeah, it's definitely better. Sounds like your labeling's better, and uh, yeah, you, yeah, I'm fine. With it. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. I don't know. Well, let, let the uh, listeners debate that. I guess. I failed. I'll, I'll listen to it again <laughs> in live time. It doesn't seem as. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Oh boy, does do, yeah, listening back after a couple of days does it really amplify how much I just suck a giant cock doing it? <laughs> a giant cock it is over here. Well, uh, no, that was, that was a that was a that was a nice smelling vagina right there. I, I thought I, I I busted out the roses for that one, and I really wanted to 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 do, to do well with that one. I know I I hit a few other ones just to see where it was at, but I uh, you know I'm not perfect. What can you do? What can you do? The best, my, the best I can, Daddy. I took the best I can. I took my <laughs> thumbs, Charlie. I took my thumbs. <laughs> I don't need to cry and confess to things. Um, let's oh. let's get out of here. We're we're running really long here. Uh, we knew it was gonna be a longer one, but that's fine. But let's get out of here nonetheless. So, where can we find you, Frank? Can you hear me, Frank? Frank's double uh, L N K Z on Twitter, and uh, Red Dragons Radio and Way Off Topic Radio, and check us out on Twitter L I W the T Z Review. Frank is now dropped out. I'm gonna finish the show by myself, and uh, he's just gone. He vanished. He's a ghost. Oh, Frank, the ghost of Frank. I hope he doesn't torture me, and make me go insane. The trial's over, Frank. Oh God. Don't torture me. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, you can find him. Go check him out. Uh, find me at LAWstudios.com, YouTube.com slash Loitering in Wonderland. Check out all the cool shows there. Cool? I say cool. I didn't mean to. I meant to say cool. That was weird. Uh, I, got, I got cooler than I thought I was. Anyway, check out all that. We appreciate it. Frank is not here to say goodbye, but uh, I'm not going to start another conversation with him just to get back on there. You're probably going to hear his phone call in a moment. Anyway, um, yeah, I appreciate you for listening to this. I know it was a serious one. Uh, we'll be back next time for more dick and vagina jokes because that's all we do is dick and vagina jokes. That's all we're known for. That's all we're good for. That's all we need to do. Until next time, in the meantime, for Frank Links, I am Phoenix West from LIW, the Twilight Zone Review. So long, citizens. <laughs>